Hami Media Group continues to grow to new heights because of our loyal fan base and incredible sponsors. You followed us on our affiliate Hami Media Group channels for all of our awesome shows, including South Park Reviews, NFO Star Wars, and the Academy Star Trek Reviews, The Horror Junkyard, and all of our affiliate programming. We will continue to bring you the best in wrestling, conspiracy, and alternative media. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, subscriptions, sending bits, and promotion of the Hameen Media Group platform. Add both Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on your iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube feeds. Thank you to the following sponsors. Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil is the finest artisan Greek olive oil on the market today. It's also the perfect holiday gift. You can make your family's favorite holiday recipe and they'll say it's the best thing they've eaten all year. It's imported. It's ultra premium Greek olive oil and it's available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Again, that's ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil. Taste the difference for yourself. The Coffee Roasters at TheBroasters.com. A new five-pound bag of Vince Russo Bro Coffee is here. Stock up before the next lockdown, bro. TheBroasters.com is the only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro. Exclusively from TheBroasters.com and RussoBrand.com. Use the official promo code BRO5LB when you place your order and you'll save some money, bro. At Hameen Media Group, we're all about self-improvement. Improve your mind and body with Stevie Richards Fitness. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and take control of your fitness with Stevie's Resistance Band programs. These programs have been set up for every level of fitness. You can also try the brand new Stevie Richards Yoga program to make sure your flexibility and balance improve so you can feel your best. Visit StevieRichardsFitness.com today and build a better you. ProWrestlingTees.com, the best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from the Hami Media Group and Russo brand is to get their official merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Support all of the great Hami Media Group talent by visiting their Pro Wrestling Tea stores, such as the Greek God Papadon, BWO Stevie Richards, Big Sal under SEG shirts, Chris Silvio, the superstar himself, and of course, Ben Hameen, Yala. Hey, Infidel. You want to become an official HMG operative? Well, now's your chance. Just follow us on Twitter at Hameen Media Group. Shoot us a request, and we'll send you the invite link so you can join the brand new private Discord server under Hameen Media Group. You can also join us on Facebook in the Hameen Media Discussion Group and interact with the entire HMG army. Play along in the Pick'em Challenges, hang out in the Watch Along threads, and interact with the HMG hosts. You can also check out all of HMG's Conspiracy Horseman propaganda on our Instagram by following us at Hameen Media Group. Like, follow, and share, or be destroyed. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, subscribers, followers, guests, producers, and hosts of Hameen Media Group. 2.2 million downloads for Hameen Media Group is all because of your efforts and support. Now, let's get to the main event.
Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Mandalorians, most importantly, to another edition of the greatest, hottest, most accurate depicting review and analysis show of Star Wars Disney Plus The Mandalorian called Mandomania. Oh, yeah, it's running wild. Dig it! Brother, and what you gonna do? I'm one half of your hosts. Actually, one third of your hosts. First and fourth. First and four. God damn it. First. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me introduce the Sith Lord of the podcast. You know him as the Butcher. Or Spiro, or Darth Spiridon. Here is Force Ghost, Sith Ghost, Spiro. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am the Dark Lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, Darth Spiridon. Alongside with the Sith Master is a pretty, witty, medical droid with a kung fu grip who's not only mr steal your girl but he's mr steal your thunder and i am one third of the hosts i'm bringing up the rear like a true greek <laughs> i knew i'd pop my co-host with that i am a professional wrestler multi-time champion in a galaxy far far away current champion in three different promotions current heavyweight champion three different promotions i am your boy greek god pop it on aka ggp ah, to the greek, greek god. now mr medical droid please introduce yourself thank you uh i am smarter than two and be more technical than fx7 the god of stealing thunder uh and pretty excited about this episode of The Mandalorian. Dr. Destroyer, Alex Rose. We're reviewing and analyzing Chapter 10, a.k.a. Season 2, Episode 2, called The Passenger. The Passenger. So, Doc, real quick, one word. Um, suspenseful. Good word. I'm Thank going you. to. You're welcome. I'm going to say, good. Good. Good on you, kid. That's it. Good. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about. All it. right. Show's over. Good night, <laughs> folks. Thanks, guys. Been All a right. Pleasure. Uh, as last we last saw, we saw the Mandalorian on a speeder bike leaving Freetown. Uh, most pal. Was it most Palo, Palo, whatever? Most uh, po Pelgo, Pelgo. Mayor Pelgo, that's it. Miss Pollo Loco. <laughs> and then uh, uh, again, Giancarlo uh, 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 Esposito, Pollo Loco. There you go. So uh, your abuela's favorite actor. Indeed. But we see in the last closing shots the return of Boba Fett, looking onward, seeing that the, the Mandalorian has his old armor. As the he's walking off screen, and we get a nice little shot of his mug. Now, people are contemplating why didn't he just go after the armor himself? 
Why is he looking at Mando? Is it really Boba Fett? Is it Captain Rex? We touched base on that in the prior episode. Uh, the only thing I think is going to why he didn't go after his armor to begin with. I think the guy's suffering from amnesia, and when he saw the armor, it will kind of woke something up in him. So I'm pretty sure, slowly but surely, if at all, we'll see it at the end of the ep- at the end of the season when he makes his return. Uh, Doc, any predictions? Uh, pain. No. Um. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I, I, Make sure you drop that in there. I'm not down with the uh, with the with the amnesia, um, you know, gimmick. I think he knows exactly who he is. I think he's been hiding for a reason because you know maybe he wants to get away from his old life or maybe he's embarrassed. And I think uh, I really don't want him to come after Mando after the end of the you know at the end of the season or to kind of pop up and deal with that. I'd rather it somewhere in the middle so we can get some meat on that bone, but. You know, rumor has it, we saw something drop today that they're talking about doing a Boba Fett series that may push the Mandalorian season three back to late 2021. Now, the interesting thing I thought about when you said about the whole Boba thing is maybe they'll continue the Mando story in the Boba Fett series. Um, They'll do flashbacks. They'll do some stuff with Mando in there too. And then it'll dip into Mando season three. I think that would be interesting. Um, they don't need to, but I doubt it's going to happen, but that would be, that would be an interesting situation they could do there. Well, I'm going to call it here. I'm going to say that he's going to come back, get his armor back by the end of the season. And then the Boba Fett series is going to spin off of that. It's going to be a mini series. So it's going to be maybe four, maybe six episodes, whatever the case may be. And that's it. We're not going to get a season two. We may get another miniseries down the line, whatever. Uh, I kind of like the fact they may do miniseries here and there, almost like a miniseries of comic books like they used to do back in the day. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll talk more about it on the show this week coming up. Who knows? Uh, but here's the deal. The episode starts. He's, out, he's riding on his bike through the desert. Lo and behold, another deadly episode. We see a bunch of... Uh, heels, if you will, some henchmen tying a rope. And uh, what happens? And he gets uh, he gets the old school uh, Wiley Coyote. You know they pull up the uh, the bar. He goes flying. Yeah, he literally takes a clothesline. Yeah, he literally takes a clothesline. He goes all over some, the place. And some Japanese guy jumped up in the back and went Lariato. <laughs> <laughs> so what a pop huge! I'm putting that one in. Go ahead. And then uh, he goes flying before he crashes <laughs> and burns. Um, he puts his jackpack on to make a safe landing. The bike gets destroyed. We see the baby tumbling, and our hearts all stopped for a quick second. Uh, he fights these uh, henchmen, and he kicks the yep. crap out of them very accurately, very precisely, until this one little weird-looking dude puts a knife to baby Yoda's It looks throat. like a Jawa almost. Almost, like an enhanced yeah. Jawa. I pop because now, you know, last, last time a guy punched baby yoda and he was like the talk of the town this guy puts a knife to baby yoda's How throat dare you exactly and uh mando decides to cut a bargain with him gives him his jetpack um and then little little did the guy know that he can control the jetpack from his armor so as soon as he grabs the jetpack he hits a couple buttons thing takes off up in space or up in the air next thing you know we look. Uh, you see the reaction to the baby Yoda. 
as he runs over to Mando cooing and crying like a little child. And Mando and them look up and then they look down. And then we see the guy fall out of the sky, kaplunk, takes the ultimate bump. And then Baby Yoda looks up at Mando. Mando goes, eh, and shrugs it off, <laughs> which I popped. I popped for that too. And then he gets I, his uh then he gets his uh backpack back, his uh jetpack. I, I thought it would have been funnier if uh if he if they made that scene like an extra minute long where they just sit there and wait for him. And then as he comes down, like you know, like he goes to the atmosphere, and as he comes down, he just like sh- shatters into a million pieces. That would have been even funnier. Nice. I would have popped. Couple, couple things with this this opening scene that I've been thinking about trying to analyze. And maybe you can touch shine a little light on it, touch base on it, Doc. How did those guys know they were in the desert? Were they working for Boba Fett? Possible. And if so, why didn't they take the armor when he wanted to trade for the, you know what I'm saying? If they were after the baby, and he already had the baby, is it because Mando threatened his life and he couldn't, he saw how badass Mando was that he wanted to take the chance? Yep. So that's that's my that's my query. How did they know he was on Tatooine riding back on a speeder and they were able to clothesline him. The only guy who saw him running away in a speeder was Boba Fett at the end of episode yeah. one. Yeah, but you know, they he did say later on in the episode that you know people are, are are after him, they're hunting him. He did say that. So uh, that 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 may you know good on you. I didn't even think about that. Well played. You might be right. But what happens? And this is another thing that happens that kind of I kind of questioned and scratched my head. You see him walking through the desert with a long stick and all the backpacks and all the, the cargo and his jetpack and the armor and the baby. He has a jetpack. Why didn't he just fly? That's a great question. Well, the question you, is, how much juice does that jetpack have? I can't imagine it's got like, you know, this uh, unlimited well, supply of juice that it could. Uh, listen, would you rather walk through the desert or go to Mos Eisley? Or well, would you rather fly three quarters of the way and then walk only a quarter? This is true. But uh, you listen, you know, sometimes just like us old guys, you only got a certain amount of gas in that tank to uh, to get to, to get that jetpack popping, brother. You know, I get it. I get it. It's a dramatic effect. I get it. It's TV. Uh, so then what happens? He ends up going into Mos Eisley, walks into the cantina, sees Amy Sedaris, a.k.a. Pe- Pele Manto, I believe her name is. Who's becoming a little bit annoying, by the way. Yeah, but not in this episode. I kind of liked her in this episode because she was she was being a little snarky, a little sassy. Uh, she was playing cards with an ant alien called Doctor Mandible, another doctor. I don't know if she was calling that him him that uh, like tongue in cheek, but it's possible. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Well, the guy, the guy, he's a certain alien species. He's actually from Alderaan. If you look it up on, on Wikipedia, interesting. But here's here's the he's he's also an Easter egg. Do you want to know why? And a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, he was in the original canteen, I believe. Right? No. No, he was a Jedi at some point? No. Fuck, all right, I'm out. Go. The director of this episode was Peyton Reed, who directed Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. Oh. So there you go. It was, it, was, it was Anthony. Yeah, it was Anthony the Ant. So he says he knows somebody who knows some Mandalorians. He has to cover his call in the card game. Mando does it. Sedaris wins. Tells him, hey, did you bring back any dragon meat? Uh, the ant says the, the person's going to meet you by the docking bay. Let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. It seems that everybody on this fucking planet knows where the Mandalorians are, except the Mandalorian. Uh, weird? Uh, yes and no. I mean, who, 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 
it was only one person. It was the Geico lizard. You know what I mean? Who knew where the Mandalorians were? I think he saved them fifteen percent on their best card. That's yeah. why he knows on where his, they were on, on his Razor Crest insurance. Yeah, yeah. right. So, uh, well, definitely after that shit show. Anyway, um, so what happens? He meets up with this little frog lady. Hey, hey, hey before you go there, I, I want to throw you another Easter egg in there. Okay, the oh, I know you, where know you're going. She, you know when she asked him about the meat, and he brought the meat back, and they see the meat turning on the spit. Mm-hmm. The, the droid that was turning that spit meat is the same droid that was serving the blue milk to Aunt Beru when she was on episode uh, four. And did you know that this, what they were cooking it with was um, a pod engine? Yes. Yeah. Like uh, like like one of Anakin's... Like, uh, uh, the pod racers, yes. The pod racer engine, yes. And you saw a little cameo in the background from a gonk droid, an R5, and... Uh, this little lizard lazy shows up with a canister full of eggs, and that's the canister that you see with the pop figure of uh, Baby Yoda that, that leaked, right? Ah, that's what that was. There you go. And then tells him, hey, you need to take me to, to this planet. It was the estuary moon of Trask, which is in the same solar system as the gas planet Kaliban. What does that all fucking mean? I have exactly... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it out of time. You beat me to it. I, you know, so whatever. So she says she can't go on flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I kind of like that line. Exactly. You know why I like that line? I like the way they did it. I mean, look, the com- the comedy in this fucking uh, in this episode was very organic. Like when Amy Sedaris tells him, "What are you gonna cry? You're gonna rust in that thing?" You yeah. know. That was funny. You know, she tells him to man up, and then she goes. She goes to the the, the robot. Don't overcook it. What am I, some Rodian? You know, I pop. <laughs> and you know, little little stuff like that. And then she, I, I vouch my life on this one. And she goes, "Oh, <laughs> I met her a week ago, not even an hour ago. I, I met her ten minutes ago." But a good thing I'm a good judge of character. Oh, I was like, she's funny. playing him left and right. Just like every woman plays a man. But um, I popped for all that nonsense. But look. He had to go to this uh, estuary moon of Trask, and the, I popped for that line because it sounds like such a George Lucas line. Yeah. Like, who really talks like that? You yeah, know what some, I mean? Some nonsense, crazy fucking thing. Exactly. So maybe it was homage to him, whatever, but then he says, you can't go hyperdrive or else the eggs are going to die, and this is the last egg she's going to produce in, produce in her life cycle, which means that it's the end of our species if, if it doesn't work out. It sounded like it was just the end of her her line, not the species. Well, that's maybe what I, that's what I got from it. You're you're probably right, but we've only seen one gecko lizard lady yeah. in Star Wars, and that hey, was her. Hey, we know a lot. We know another gecko. Who? Uh, Dominic. Uh, Dominic Pace. No, the no, gecko. no, no. Oh, his name is Gecko. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens? They're flying through space. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Before that, I pop huge when, when when Baby Yoda is like staring at the at the canister with the eggs, and for a second when they hit the light the right way, it looks like a little boob with a nipple on it, and he's like, <laughs> he touched the glass, the eggs started moving towards the scenes. I thought he was using the force for a second, and you get the feeling like he was trying to relate with the eggs because they're babies and he's young, and then they cut to Mando, they cut back to Baby Yoda. And he's, and he's eating the goddamn eggs. Back it down. Baby Yoda went full fucking heel on that one. He did oh, he pulled dude. he pulled Bash of the Beach Hulk Hogan immediately. 
There were three of them. He ate three this episode. You know what I'm saying? And Andy ate the spider later on. This guy was a stoner. He had the munchies this episode. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, they went to bed, whatever, took a nap, come back. The alarm goes off and they go to happens. They get, they get, uh, they get intercepted by two X-Wings, the New Republic. One of them being Dave Filoni. His character is called Trapper Wolf. And the other guy's name is Carson. Now, Carson is a Canadian-Korean actor. His name is Paul Sewell Young Lee. If I got that right or not, I don't know. Cream uh, of some young guy? Yeah, something like that. And then uh, he kind of looks familiar. He kind of looked like uh, an actor I've seen on TV shows prior. You know, like that. May might have been the same actor. I just can't place it. You've seen him in a million things. You know what I mean? He was, but, he, uh, he was Data in the Goonies. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Shut up, Dick. No way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they ask him, you know, uh, for a, trust, a transponder. He says, um, my ship's pre-Empire. I don't have a transponder. Then they said, oh, your ship was involved in a prison break uh, on Bothan 5. And then he takes off. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that that he's like, oh yeah, that's not working. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it, it it reminded me of Han Solo when when they call the uh, when he called the Death Star. He's like, uh, yeah, everything's everything's fine. Everything's fine. How are you? Yeah. How, yeah. Are you? How, How are you? you? I'm great. How are uh, you? Uh, <laughs> and it was so, like, uh, yeah, it's not working. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have that hardware on the ship. Uh, oh, wait, oh, there no, it is. oh here here it is. Hold on. And then um, the best is when he tries to take off, and then Filoni goes. We have a runner, and they go and they go after him, and they start chasing him. Look, this this episode and the last episode, this the effects, it's movie esque, dude. It's not yeah, even TV uh, quality. Thousand percent, thousand percent. So what happens? They they chase him. He loses them in this ice planet. And guess what it feels like? It feels like Star Wars. Oh, totally, hundred percent. And then he lands. Underneath, uh, I guess, a crevice. Wait, 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 before you go there, he had this really dope move where, like, he was dipping through the stuff, and then he, like, kind of flipped the ship up and then turned everything off and just had that free oh, dive that that was that looked great. That that you know was an awesome move. Didn't really do much because they you know they tracked him down two seconds later. But so I don't but, know what they were there. But but then he he kind of gets out of their way by turning off his engines, hiding underneath of that car like a cave or a gorge or something, but then the ice underneath him breaks and the ship crashes and basically he fucking worked himself into a chute and wait, 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 before you go there, there was a funny line that 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 he was when he was trying to sign off on them, he was like, uh uh may the force be with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to like exact he's trying to play the role. May the force be with you. And you know also with funny? you. And you know what's funny? It's he says that, but he didn't believe in the Jedi's you know, he didn't know of the Jedi's, but he knows of the Force. You know what I mean? Like, anyhow. So then, he, you know, when they go through the ice, the ship crashes. It gets broken. Uh, there's a hole in the ship. He's, like, telling everybody, hey, man, we'll figure it out in the morning. The uh, Geico lady, uh, you know, calls up her friend Flo from uh, the other insurance company. And then they call up Chuck from fucking Allstate, from State Farm, with the khakis on. And they respond to mess. No, I'm kidding. What happens is she ends up bypassing the droid that they shot in episode one, um, which was from the prison break. I forgot what kind of droid he was. And they used his trans his translator mode because uh, he was a protocol droid, correct? He was uh, some kind of a protocol droid. I don't think like you know a full one. It was also some other shit. But yes, but they used his uh, his 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 speech modulator transformer so she could uh, 
speak through him. At one point, when 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 they pan to the frog lady, she was like holding the mic. I thought she was gonna start dropping some fucking bars. That would have been dope. I told my son that he pop. He popped when I was watching it. Um, and then she tells him, "Listen, jerk off. We got to get out of here because uh, you know my husband's waiting for me. He, we got to get these eggs over there. You know, our my my line's gonna die. And I don't know what the exact reason why she told him that they had to get out of there immediately for. She uh, said to him, she said to him like this. Um, I thought the word of a Mandalorian. Oh, oh, true. wow. <laughs> she calls his bullshit. She goes, I guess yep. that's a story for just children. Yep. And then he looks over at Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda looks at him and he's like, motherfucker. Yeah. Called him out on it. So he goes out there to fix the ship. All of a sudden, Baby Yoda shows up. She actually starts talking a little, like like almost cooing a little bit more in sentences. He goes, hey, kid, come here. Give me a hand. Yep. And then he, he leaves and he goes, come back here. I said, hey. And then they see that she left. So he puts on his fucking Predator night vision goggles on the Heat Seekers, which was dope as hell. They follow the footprints. And what do you see? You see her sitting in a jacuzzi-like... Uh, she has spa day. Spa, water well. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Where the water is actually warm and she has the eggs there, keeping it from freezing. He's like, look, bitch, get dressed. We got to get in the fucking <laughs> vehicle. We don't know what's out here. That's how that's how it's being married to Papa Don, by the way. Every night, look, bitch, get in the vehicle, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not that cruel. Um, but uh, what happens? The stoner kid decides to wander off. He finds some eggs. He cracks open the eggs, and then he starts chowing down on the spider. Right? He went down on the spider, da, 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 da. ate that thing, and then all of a sudden. All the spider eggs that got woken up and they started hatching. He gets out a little scream. They start running from all these spiders. And lo and behold, it's the spiders from Rebels. The, those same spiders that in the Rebel series, which originally were supposed to be an Empire Strikes Back. Because they were designed by, yeah, by, Ralph, by Ralph McCurry. They, Luke was supposed to face them in one of the Dagobah caves or one of the Dagobah scenes when he was with Yoda, and they decided to uh, to leave them uh, aside and, and go a different way. They also made an appearance in a book called The Dark Saber, or Darks, I think it was Dark Saber, um, by Anderson, Kevin Anderson, which I also read in the 90s, which I, you know, due to CT, I don't remember anymore. But um, Wasn't so, he a comedian, Louis Anderson? Louis, Louis Anderson. I think this is Kevin Anderson. His um, brother. His brother, exactly. Who's the writer? Um, that, uh, that they, so they, so this is not their first rodeo in the Star Wars universe, these spider creatures. Um, I, it was, it was very reminiscent to me when Yoda, when, uh, the child walks over to the little egg, almost like Alien, where he's yes, sitting there yes. and he like peels it back and the way it folds over. Yeah. It was very, very, it was very alien like. Like I said, he eats that little one, then all of a sudden they get swarmed out by these enormous ice spiders. Um, and then we see, you know, we're waiting for it as they're standing there. My wife is like, uh, why don't they just fucking run while they see the small ones? And I'm like, babe, can you just willfully suspend your, your disbelief right now and just, just go with it? Okay. And then of course they see the, uh, you know, the, the queen spider or the king spider. And, um, then it's on, they take off frog lady starts running. Mando starts running. They're running through the caves. We see the big spider open its mouth and shoot out the web from, from his mouth. Um, which was also a kind of a, a kind of cool thing. They looked a little like almost a Cloverfield monster. You you, you ever see that movie Cloverfield? No, but I heard it was good. So uh, yeah, in the nineties, it's uh, like two thousands. Um, interesting uh, movie. White they were like white spider creature, which kind of similar, but they had that you know that almost that uh that predator mouth. Um, they're running through. 
the spider shooting the webs at them, trying to pop them, not getting them. Mando starts picking them off one by one with the blaster, um, which I thought was awesome. You know, this episode had really suspenseful. Oh, horror, yeah. Horror vibe to it at this point. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I was 100 percent invested. I, I was like completely into it at that point, which is great. Um, and it was also like almost a little reminiscent of Starship Troopers too, like the, the creatures from from that movie. Remember that movie with what's her face? Uh, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife from like the nineties. Yeah, the hot chick. Yeah, similar. Um, so then they're they're coming through, and all of a sudden they get kind of caught in this little impasse, and Mando just fucking pulls up his arm and pulls the Roman Reigns uh, tribal chief. He just like cocks back the uh, the flamethrower. You see the little uh, spark on it. And then they fade out, and they show like the whole room fucking lighting up, which I thought was a great way to visually show that without showing the fire, so they don't you know ruin the gimmick so many times. Um, they're dipping out. The frog lady decides to uh, to go uh, quadrupedal and starts to do a little frog jumping because she was falling behind, which she should have done that from the beginning. Lady, were you stupid? Um, and then we get lots of pew pews for the whole episode. It's pew 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 pew, pew, pew all over the place. Um, as they're backing into the ship, felt like a western, bro. And it felt good. They they back into the ship, and clearly these guys are going to come right through the uh, the hole of the ship, and they do. They pour in like zombies, just like multiple hundreds of these spiders coming in there. Uh, Mando's trying to f- fend them off. Everybody's heading to the cockpit. Baby Yoda gets in there. The frog lady gets in there, and Mando's just like shooting them all in the hallway, trying to close the door. And then you see the little one on top of Baby Yoda's head. And it's got the mouth open and it's ready to like drive its mouth in baby Yoda's head. Maybe like wah, 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 wah. not doing the baby hand thing. And all of a sudden, Frog Lady decides to save him, despite the fact that he's already eaten at that point at least two of her eggs. Um, shoots one, shoots two, shoots three. Mando let, lights the shit up with the fire. They knock him out. They jump into the cockpit. They try to take off. They get up a little bit. And all of a sudden, the, the queen spider again lands on the ship on the Razor Crest, pushes it fucks down, it up. Yeah. fucks it up big time, hits the floor. And then she's dropping the, the you know the the king crab legs through the uh, the cockpit. They're moving to the side, moving to the side, popping off. And all of a sudden, we hear a familiar pew pew, um, multiple pew pew pews, and uh, we see the king spider fall down and it looks like it's dead. Mando heads out there, and all of a sudden, the X-wing fighters that he saw previously, Filoni and the fat Canadian Asian guy, are um, shooting off the spiders one by one, picking them off. Which I thought was a little dangerous. I mean, there was a couple of thousand spiders in that thing there, and they had the cockpit open, and they're just shooting with their rifles. Uh, something tells me that it would be difficult for them to shoot, kill all of those spiders. Um, they pick them all off. They tell Mando. Mando was like, uh, they they tell Mando that you know he was involved in getting in that Twilight prisoner out of prison, and he's wanted and. But he also helped that guy who was inside there, that captain, whatever his name is, Captain fucking whatever, Panaka Tarples. Who knows? Um, so they kind of like giving him a break. So Mando's trying try to cut a deal with them and says, hey, listen, I'll give up my bounties for those guys I, caught, I captured if you help me fix the ship. And they're like, uh, how about you uh, fix your transponder or uh, we're going to run you in next time we see you. And he's a little he's a little confused as to the deal they're cutting with him. They're like, and fuck what, your couch. I know, Charlie exactly. Murphy. Fuck your and couch, Charlie bounce. Murphy. And what, 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 what did he tell him? He's, you know, uh, there's these are strange times or something like that. Yeah. He goes, all right. He goes, am I under arrest? He goes, no, because you saved Matt. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Lanter, the guy who plays Anakin Skywalker on Clone Wars. Green he Lantern? was Matt Lanter. 
not Lantern. He was my Lanta. Lute- my, my Lanta. My Lanta. Yes, he was Lieutenant Davin, not Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Davin on the, on the sixth episode of season one, the Prison Break episode. That's what they're talking about uh, because they broke out that prisoner Quinn, uh, which was the Twi'lek. Uh, from Bothan 5, they called him Prisoner X6911 on the episode. So that's why there was a warrant out for the, for the Razor Crest. But because he incarcerated the other individuals, the criminals, and saved Lan- uh, Lieutenant Davin's life, they let him go. But let me ask you this, Doc. Uh, before we finish up the episode, is it only me? I know I spoke to someone else and he said it too, but I thought it was just me. But when he landed on an ice planet and he crashed, were you expecting to see wampas? Oh, I was so expecting the, wampas, dude. It's funny. The, the, the second he lands on the ice planet and they 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 pull out, my, my my big son's like, oh, here we go. Where's the wampa? He said it immediately. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So, uh, But listen, I'm glad they didn't give us a wampa because it would have been too predictable. I actually liked I like I like the ice spiders. I thought they were really cool. I thought visually they did a great job doing them. Oh yeah. They were really creepy. They, you know, they gave me that Starship Trooper vibe, that alien vibe. And again, this episode had 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 a similar feel to me, like that the episode with the um when they went to break out the the uh the Twilight the, the Twilight guy because it gave you that horror suspense that doesn't happen often in Star Wars, but when it does, they do it very, very well. Oh, absolutely. And then they, they bounce, they they fix the ship up. It's all banged out. They're all in the cabin. And the best is like, he <laughs> fucking Yoda. Baby Yoda, the child, looks <laughs> back at the lady with the eggs. She hugs her eggs. And this little bastard snuck one. And he goes, <laughs> eats, a, eats the third egg. You know what I mean? It's like, you little shit. I you popped. Know? I popped. I popped too. And then, and then uh, you see, you, we get that image that we saw in the trailer with the busted door open and the razor crest all fucked up and stuff like that. Yep. So... Overall, I thought it was a good episode. That's why I say it was good. It wasn't great like the first episode. Yeah, I know. I agree. I didn't wake up at five. Th- I had say at three o'clock to see it. I woke up at five thirty to see it. But I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to watch it first crack. I'd have been pissed because to me it was like a filler episode. But here's the deal: the other filler episodes from season one that we all watched were like, man. When you watch season one from episode one to eight. There's rhyme, there's reason, there makes sense. And there's payoff. Exactly. So to me, this episode will pay off in the long term. It's like a roller coaster ride. You just can't keep going up. You got to go up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm thinking the next episode, we'll get to see what's her name. Um, What's the... No, Sasha Banks, what character she plays. We'll see them on that water planet. And uh, maybe we might see Boba Fett. Maybe we won't. Uh, if he doesn't leave Tatooine to go after him, you know what I'm saying? Which I think he will. I think we will see Slave One and we'll see Boba Fett. Um, and the other chick, what's her name, uh, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I think he's she's with him now. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know where else they're going to go from this. Any predictions for the next one? Hey, no. Um, <laughs> listen, it's been difficult to predict to, to predict where they're going to go in the Mandalorian because and that's you know, great. Want, uh, no, I love it. It's that's best. So I, I I hate to be like, oh yeah, I think this episode is going to have Sasha Banks or this. And honestly, we all know it's coming at some point. Whatever they give us, they give us. I'm just happy I'm along for the ride, and I have no you know desire to be like, oh, I hope it's this, I hope it's that, because it's all going to be there at some point. So I, well, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. 
Um, I think if we predict things, it's going to be hard to do it because I have no idea you know, who's coming, what, when, where, how. Well, um, this, way, this episode was like 41, 42 minutes long. Last week's episode was 54 minutes long, I think, or whatever. Yep. Uh, so the, the episodes are longer. Um, like we said, this, in my opinion, this episode was a downer episode, a filler episode, but it's a piece in the puzzle that if we don't have, we can't have a complete puzzle. So we need it. So it makes sense in the long run. And it will, when we watch back and we try to watch what, you know, nine through 16, you'll be like, okay, great. This episode's so much better. You know what I mean? As a, because the one thing after watching this episode, it was like, okay, good, good episode. Now I got to wait a whole nother fucking week for the next one. I know. You know, with the last episode, we saw Boba Fett. We were on such a high that they ended. You're like, oh my God. And you're yeah. like, gush, 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 gush. And then it ended and you're happy because you ended up high on a high note. This, it just ended. It's like, eh, okay. They started the episode going somewhere and they left the episode going somewhere. Everything else was just filler. You know, but the filler will actually mean something in the long run. So that's the only gripe I had with this episode. That yeah, you know, it's the usual. You know, and there's no coming attractions. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't want any. I don't want any. I just I'm gonna go right in cold. I'm gonna go right in cold. I like going in cold. I woke up this morning with the kids, and I totally forgot that Mando was out, and it was like lunchtime, and I'm like, "Fuck, Mando was out." So I quickly called my nanny. I'm like, "Hey, can you come over here? I got I gotta do something." And I dipped upstairs to go watch The Mandalorian. That's awesome. <laughs> it was great. Um, so, I paid $22 uh, to watch The Mandalorian today. Tremendous. It was worth it, right? Yeah. That's too uh, much Disney Plus right there to watch one episode. Hey, man. Look, it's Star Wars. What's better than Star Wars? War fucking Star Wars. That's right, baby. That's right. Hey, people out there in the podcast land, all five of our fans, do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Write in and let us know what you thought of Chapter 9 and Chapter 10 of The Mandalorian by sending us an email, newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now, don't just send us emails regarding our segment, uh, Who's More Over. This week on Who's More Over, on the show coming up, we're going to be having uh, Force Ghost Luke Skywalker against Force Ghost Obi-Wan Kenobi. So... We want our fans to be more interactive, so please send an email so we can tell the people who listen to this show what not only we think, but what you think, and let us know how we're doing, whether we're doing a good job, we're doing a bad job, doesn't matter. We'll put you in your place either way verbally. Um, just ask what's his name, whose mom takes it in the bum. That was hilarious. I was listening to the episode, I was listening to the episode today at the gym, and I popped because you popped again. It was great. <laughs> and you're popping now, so it's making me laugh. Anyhow, um, so or was it Brandon Miller? That was it. Was Brandon it? Miller. That's right, fan number four. Shout out to him. Um, so yeah, that was Mando, man. That's Mandalorian, and uh, chapter ten, uh, the passenger. Uh, the only thing is, do you think Mando looked over and told her, "Hey, baby, you got to apply." Uh, you got to go by rules of the road, like George Carlin. That's right, baby. <laughs> Ass, Smith. grass, or uh, cash. Yeah. You know, in the uh, Kevin Smith movie, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. So, uh, anyhow. Um, good episode, in my opinion. Uh, Doc, you loved it. 
right? I, I was a big fan of the whole horror aspect of it, that's for sure. Cool. Very cool. Again, let us know what you people think. Doc, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Royo, Facebook, Alex Royo, M to the Dizzle on Twitter. You could find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on, on Facebook. Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is the Pro Wrestling T-shirt store where you can get your GGP T-shirts. Um, the YouTube channel is Greek God Papadon. You catch my matches and my promos. So you could send me, uh, you can, I'm sorry, you can subscribe to it, like all the stuff. Hit the notification bell, leave comments, whatever. Um, you can find our Sith Lord, a.k.a. the Sith Force Ghost, Spiro. Tell me where they can find you at. You can find me on Instagram, Spiro underscore A. You can find me, Darth underscore Spiridon. You can find me on Rational.Rage, Rational Rage is my podcast weekly. Well, I shouldn't say weekly because it comes out whenever I feel like farting it out. But check it out. Most importantly, you can find the three of us collectively together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. And the email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode of uh, Mandomania. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. From a planet they call Mandalore came a stranger one fine day. Never lifted up his helmet, never had too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. For that Mandalorian had a big iron on his hip. A big iron on his head When he landed on Navarro He was looking for some work And he met up with old Grief Karga Who told him with a smirk You're the best one in the parsec That's the whisper from each lip Now I've got business for the Mando With a big iron on his hip A big iron on his head in this town there was a bounty that was strictly off the book Many men had tried to claim it, but none had just what it took And the client was imperial, and the bounty was bizarre But the Mendo took the job because they paid him with Beskar They paid him with Beskar so the Mando took the payment and a little tracking fog Climbed aboard his trusty starship and flew off for the job Well, he landed on Arvala and he learned to ride a bird And he rode off for the bounty with his mind upon his work His mind upon his work well, the bad men in the compound numbered 50, maybe more. But he partnered with the bounty droid and evened up the score. Then he found a baby Yoda, shot the droid right in the head. For it tried to harm the baby, 
But that droid just wound up dead The droid just wound up dead So he took the baby Yoda All the way back to his ship But the Jabba's they had raided it And given him the slip So he bargained with the Jawas And a mudhorn he did slay Took that egg back to the Jawas And then went about his way Went about his way When he took his bounty in that day He didn't feel quite right With his shiny Beskar armor He went looking for a fight And the stormtroopers were many But a laser fairly ripped And the whistling birds were deadly like The big iron on his hip The big iron on his hip Now the Mando saved the baby And he made a quick escape Many hunters tried to take him since And many met their fate So if you want to go on living, friend Don't make that fatal slip And take the bounty on the Mando With the big iron on his hip The big iron on his hip Big iron, big iron Don't you try to match the Mando With the big iron on his hip Big iron on his Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.